We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. The latest review into Cycling New Zealand was a stark reminder and a reality check for the brutal nature and inequities that go on inside some of our most pressured sports. Yes, the tragic death of Olivia Podmore, which triggered the review, was a sickening price to pay by an action in action, sorry, over a number of years inside Cycling New Zealand. And now a top administrator and advocate for the sport is worried it is happening all over again. Isn't that too common? Kevin Searle is a former Cycling New Zealand board member and has worked at various levels in cycling throughout the years. And this week he has delivered an open letter. Good on you. Good on you, Kevin, to Cycling mm. New Zealand, calling for the resignation of the board due to the inaction. He joins us now. He's on the line. Good morning, Kevin. Morning, guys. How are you? Mate, just talk us through the open letter and how it came about. Well, it, it really came about, I think the final blow for me was the removal of the um, youth development um, uh, centres and around the regions uh, because we've done, I've done so, well, we have done so much work over the years taking to look at a program that really sort of guided our youth um, properly into you know that, that uh, high performance level and the removal of those was really the last straw for me um, that I'd been on the board uh, I, well to start with I'd, I'd shared cycling news in the schools for nearly 10 years and we'd taken schools through a, a huge you know revolution of change um, and we'd got to the point where I felt job was done and I could see the difficulties because I had an annual report into, you know, I, I reported to Cycling New Zealand every year and I could see the difficulties and I felt the time was to step up to the next level to the board, but unfortunately I only lasted five months because no one was interested. So talk us through the board and the, the makeup of the board and why you think they've got it so wrong and they need to step down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, firstly, let me say, you know, all those board members are good people. There's no question of that. You know, and, and, and people may not realise that these board members don't get paid anything, so they're all volunteers. Um, but, uh, you know, the problem is, though, they, in my view, they're the, given what's gone on, they're the wrong people. Now, the board the board is made up of two groups, for, um, and this was a result of, uh, uh, of Sport NZ requiring require national sport organisations to, uh, you know, to redefine themselves. So we have four independent members um, and we have four member organisation members, one from Road and Track, one from BMX, one from uh, Mountain Bike and one from School Cycling. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so that's that's how the board's made up. Um, they via a, an independent process, the four independent directors are um, are appointed, and the others come from a voting process. So are you saying that the yeah. are you saying that the process from Sport New Zealand, and I've had this experience as well, where they say you need to appoint these independent people to your boards that know nothing about your sport, uh, is where the issue lies. Well, it, well, there's two issues, you know, because this, you know, I have to, I have to say that even at our member organisation level, it requires 
part of it requires us looking inwards at ourselves as the sort of at the at the people who go to the board. Um, the, 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 yeah, the, so there's two parts to it. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense what Sport NZ created, but my biggest bugbear um, has been that while these um, uh, board members who are appointed, you know, that most of them just don't have the passion for the sport. And I think in an organisation as small as cycling, because, you know, we have to accept that it, despite the success it enjoys, it's still a very small organisation in the scheme of things. Um, and the sport really requires people with passion for the sport. Um, and, and I don't believe that's hard to find. I could look around the country and, uh, and you know, and shoulder tap a whole lot of very capable people um, who could who could fulfil that role. So, so th- there's a combination of that. You know, some of it is, um, you know, and I have to be careful because I came from a role of a chairman to um, to the board. Is sometimes there's a sense of entitlement about um, if you've been through the system in the member organisation. Well, your next step is the board, and I think we have to be very careful about that because it doesn't necessarily mean you get the right people. Um, you know, we were very lucky. We got Alison Shanks before I went to the board, and I, I came to the board because Alison Shanks retired early. Um, and we were fortunate to get someone like Ali Shanks. You know, she was amazing, and she she has an incredible role out there in the world. Uh, but unfortunately, we lose people like that in the same way as we lost uh, Sarah Alma. Sarah came to the board and, in the end, resigned in complete frustration. So, Kevin, where does cycling New Zealand go now? The sport has been tarnished. Uh, the industry, and, and why is the industry like this? Like, in your experience, you're a very experienced man. You've been on the board. So, why is it? Why has it come to this situation? Um, well, part of it, I, you know, I, I believe is is that um, we haven't moved on as the world has moved on about how we treat people. Um, you know, this the sort of the old school of, you know, you have to be really tough, you've got to be competitive to achieve, you, you know, it's all about the medals. Well, the, the world's actually moved from that. And um, and that, you know, we, you, you know, people say, you, you know, that um, young people these days are self-entitled. And I actually take a deep breath and say, well, I've got three children in that age group and maybe I was one of those people that made them self-entitled. So the world's moved, you know, and but so many people hark back to, oh, you know, it was in the past. And I tell you, I've got a little quote that I keep above my desk, and it says that the past is a point of reference, not a point of residence. And I think that's part of our problem. You know, there's still a lot of old school within our system. You know, uh, appointments of people, um, you know, who, you know, who you're known within the system, therefore you, you're entitled to a job or a role. You know, and it just shouldn't be like that. Yeah. yeah, you're making you're making total sense to me. Look, nine months after the passing of Olivia, and and for not to speak to the parents. When I read that, I was absolutely devastated for that Farno. Look, two reviews. You've had two reviews and high high end reviews too, with the hearing report coming out. Uh, do you feel that these re- these reviews are just an escape mechanism for the boards that are that are holding them so that they can throw a cloud over what the actual issues are? Yeah, well, I totally agree there um, because 
you know, if you look at this review, and it was what I highlighted in my open letter, you know, and I, I think, you know, it took me nearly six hours to read the current review, um, and I'm a speed reader, uh, but you know, there's a lot to digest in there. But the point was, in 2000, when the two, 2018 report uh, came out, there were some very clear recommendations. Now, if you delve into the current report, those recommendations haven't been seen through. And I thought the most damning part was when the reviewers said that the policies that they created post 2018 weren't lived documents. So it's really like, okay, we've made policy, tick the box, done that, move on. Um, so I don't know that the, the reviews are an escape mechanism, but it's a hell of a way across the uh, our sport, which struggles for, you know, what really gets me is that our sport struggles for funding, yet these reports have to have cost a whole lot of money. Now, yes, it might have been done by Sport NZ, but that's money that Sport NZ had and now can't use for cycling. You know, and and it's and that the, yeah, they do they do mask they they do mask moving on. You see the the thing I think with the the board is uh, that four years ago they hadn't succeeded, and they've had another four years, and yet the recommendations are longer than ever. So what I think is they don't actually have the ability. You know, someone who's failed doesn't have the ability and in this case really failed twice, doesn't have the ability to self-repair. And that's why I believe the board has to go. So do you, you feel... Know, the, 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 sorry, sorry, Kev. There's another report today, yeah. another damning incident down the south with um, Sid Cunning, former cycling New Zealand coach. Allegations has been raised about him. Another big report, another big headline for cycling New Zealand. Are you expecting some resignations to come from this situation going forward? Well, well I haven't seen that yet. But you see, that. But that again, um, the, the, what's going on in Southland was an example of disconnect. You know, they did away with the uh, performance hubs. Sid Cummings ran one of the performance hubs, and then and and we're doing the same in Canterbury. We're trying to revive them, but we're doing it within our within our cycling Canterbury organisation because we see them as essential. I mean, they were dropped with no consultation to us. I mean, you know, they said because they didn't have enough money. Well, if money was the issue, you know, it was a question of saying, well, how can we achieve it? But it wasn't done, so the disconnect of just shutting them down. Now, Sid Cummings, you know, I don't know what's going on with, you, you know, what these other allegations are, but, but, but Sid was the coordinator down south, and Cycling New Zealand um, endorsed him without going to the regional organisation, and the regional regional organisation weren't keen to have the hub in the way that Sid wanted it. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but that disconnect, I'm not actually talking to your, you know, your member organisation body in the region, and the, and endorsing someone just seems ridiculous. You know, that it just shows that across the organisation the the disconnect that's existing. It's it's so familiar. Uh, Kevin, your conversation, and just before we let you go, how do how does the voice of the people, you know, like Sport New Zealand has all these cliches, the voice of the participant, you know, growing the growing the sport. How actually does the voice of the people, the true voice of the people that are on the ground doing 
uh, the, the sport justice like yourself that has identified the key outcomes of two reports. And I, you know, rugby league, um, my sport has had numerous reports, exactly the same. But but still, how can they stop putting these people who just go on this merry-go-round on boards because they put their names forward to furnish their CVs? How do they stop that? Well, the answer is uh, is is finding people. You, you know, I see it very simply, and there are three words. And the first is why. You know that we need organisations that you go and ask your athletes why are you here. And then the second word is you, you, you know is 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 what do you, what you know what um, yeah what you know what do you need to achieve that. And what are your responsibilities? Because that's a double-edged sword at that point. Mm. And then the third level for administrators is how how can we help you to achieve that? Now, what we need is is, is administrators who subscribe to that principle. And I believe 99% of the problem will be solved because what we don't have is athlete-focused organisations. Yeah, and I t- and I'll tell you one thing, uh, Kevin. And this is how you move your board. Your people in cycling that run all your all your sporting bodies around the country vote them out. Is as simple as that. Special special general meeting. Get in there and remove the board. If they won't move, then move them. The sport needs to step up. Hey, Ke- Kevin. Thanks for coming on today. It's been fantastic. Um, I wish you all the best with the open letter and getting some traction with with your sport. And hopefully, we see good people like you on boards as opposed to uh, people just shifting around seats around the sporting network. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Okay. Thanks very much. Cheers, Kevin. Very, very good, is he? That's a, you know, the the key message I got out of that was, you know, like, trust the sport. Mm. Trust the people in the sport. And actually, if you're going to have a review, like, here's here's Kevin, he's a volunteer, taking the time, six hours to read a review, and said, actually, you've done nothing. Mm. The policies in that review and the changes have been told, and we've spent money that could have gone to the sport, and you've actually sat there and done nothing. You're on your second term. Like, move on. Yes, yeah, he said just, he, he said it really simply. Mm, like when you think of the industries that are struggling at the moment, the one word that comes that he spoke about and he he alluded alluded to was disconnect. This disconnect from the the home body to our provinces. You touched on it with NZRL and the league disconnect from our regions to the New Zealand Rugby League board. You know, like it's just simple. You got to get connection. You get got to get alignment, and you got to get a relationship established early. Otherwise you'll do what happens. So I don't know the, the underlying factors, but there's allegations with that Sid um, uh, Sid coming down and he was opening up the G-Force uh, Southland Cycling Hub and now there's allegations coming about out about him when he was in the Cycling New Zealand um, coach role in 2019. And uh, like he just said, to, like he alluded to, there was no background checks. There was no thing. They pretty much just offered the role up without even doing any thorough uh, investigative work. So, um, yeah. It's interesting, mate. Craziest times out there at the moment. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. That's Kevin Searle. He's delivered an open letter to Cycling New Zealand. He wants the resignation of the board. We'll watch this story over the next couple of weeks, and um, I'm sure it's come across Railing Castle's desk and High Performance Sport New Zealand as well. They really do owe it to the people involved for cycling to get this right once and for all. Paul Mwari of tab.co.nz is not far away, and we'll go on our Greyhound New Zealand charity run. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.